Hey, welcome to another episode of Shit We Don't Talk About, powered by Helix Interactive. My guest today is my buddy, Drew Lensalata. We like to get together and talk about shit we don't know about. Today's topic, Andrew Cuomo, who, P.S., resigned right after we recorded this. And we're also going to talk about just oppression in general, but somehow we make it funny. It gets good. Tune in. Here we go. Did Drew? Mel Diane Voss, take two. Is that you? Is that you? Hello, is this thing on? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Between the two of us, shit exactly. we don't talk, shit we don't know about with B Arthur and what do we say? B Arthur and Lucille Ball. We Lucille both, Ball. We both sound horrible today. Hello. You've got a cold, and I'm out here in Colorado where the the smoke from the wildfires, four I don't know, two three states away, whatever, is just relentless. So, but we're here because we have shit we. We don't know about what we're going to talk about anyway. Yeah. We have shit we don't know about. We need to talk about it. Why wouldn't we? still we? offer our opinion no matter what. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? <laughs> don't, don't go changing. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we start? There's so much to talk about. Well, yes, but I, how this idea came up and, the, and we, you know, we think of these weird ideas like, you know, for instance, Four Seasons land, Landscaping in, in Philly. That was a thing for us there. Go still, check out that episode. I still have people but, posting that to my timeline, by the way. They'll, they will post Four Seasons <laughs> stuff whenever they get it. I think they're supposed to have some kind of concert. I'm flying out for that thing. It's I'm still funny. Saying. But, uh, you know, Cuomo, yo, what's, uh, what's your feeling uh, on that? Because you had quite a reaction to gov. that news. The gov. Um, yeah, you know he's, what? He's in your nape of the woods. He's he is. Brother. He's right down the block, man. He's not. He's in Albany. That's not down the mm-hmm. block. But, you know, he spends a lot mm-hmm. of time in the city, and that's down the block. But mm-hmm. uh, here's my take, and I actually called you on this. It was so riled up and like, oh, I got to call. I, I, that was one of the signs where like, oh, I wish me you lived in New York. Not because you're my friend and I'd like to get to see you. I just wanted you to rant, like, because... <laughs> And when as I a saw former the, New Yorker, as, I can right. always bust out a good old rant. I saw the story. And I don't care. Right, it came out, and uh, a couple of people had texted me like, "Oh, the AG just put out a scathing report." And I said, "All right, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna read it. I will read the report." So I rolled up my Un- sleeves. I put on my visor, like the old fashioned, <laughs> like <laughs> the banker. Turned on my bank lamp, my banker's lamp, and started flipping through pages. I was reading that pig. Holy crap! What and away, you know what? And I think over the past five or seven years, I think I have tried to get in the fight and be an ally and do the right thing. This really taught me, oh, I don't know shit. I really, I really felt when I read that report, I'm like, oh, I thought I knew. I have no Hmm. idea what you experienced. No idea. It was amazing to me. The thing that I found amazing to me was when I read the report and saw the governor's own responses, his testimony that was in the AG's report essentially amounted to like, hey, this is just what I do. And you know what? If you interpret it that way, that's a you problem, says Uncle Andy. And I'm like, what? I'm Holy cow, he actually thought that was a good response. Yeah. This is yeah. just the way I do Implausible. it. Implausible. Yeah. Right, it, right. It, it's like, totally cool, like, man. Are I you going to believe me or your lion experience? <laughs> yeah. I, I blew me away that in his mind, like, well, that's okay. I'm just an old fan. I might kiss you on the forehead, call you sweetie, and talk about your sex life with you. That's just what I do. I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy. And if you have a problem with that, that's on you, says he. I'm like, holy mackerel, that blew me, knocked me off my chair. And I think it's hard to, to see it from so many different levels. One from, like you said, like as as a, a man who is tiptoeing through this world in a sense and 
and so do it because if that's what we need for you guys to to be allies with us as well, especially we're of the, we're the same age, so we yeah. have differing experiences of what it was like to be in business. I can tell you that this Cuomo experience, I can't even count how many of those, but I also was very adept at being the um, one of the guys because I thought that's what you had to do yeah. uh, to get along in, in business. And so you're damned if you do on that sense of like just getting along to, to keep the job. I think what's, what's frightening to know, and we kind of knew it already, but not a lot of progress has been made. If somebody that's in this high of a, a place, I mean, my God, last year they were like, do, 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 governor of what of everybody because of how he was handling COVID. Although there's, yeah. there's other conflicting stories, dude, how, how long was the report? Because Letitia had things to say. She did have things to say. It was 160 something pages or something. It was, it was a fairly mm. long report. Now I did not read every word of it, you know, but they had a pretty decent summary. I got about halfway through and I'm like, yeah. I, I've seen what I think I need to see because yeah. she did offer in the report equal time. He got to respond and they, they put his responses in the report and ostensibly I mean, essentially what he was saying is like, well, some of the stuff I do deny didn't happen. But not all of it. Yeah, it did happen that way. But, you know, like, hey, that woman wanted to talk about her sex life. And I just sort of went along with it because she seemed like she needed to talk about that. And I'm thinking, you are the governor of the state of New York. You are clearly an intelligent human being. How do you not know that your response to that? Let's assume she did bring it up. Let's just assume that for a second. How is your response immediately not, we can't talk about that. That is not appropriate mm -hmm. for me to talk about with you. I'm mm -hmm. your boss. Like, you know. I, I yeah, can't and, and hit that. the record on your phone or whatever. Right, you need to do like to, call in ten people to sit in the room with you. Something. How yes. do you not know yeah, that not you to, cannot have that conversation? Shame. That's right. Not to shame people, but no. I think that's what's really tough about that. Are we good? Yeah. Uh, tough about that as well is that she. Um, yeah, like like that he had no decorum, and I've, I've started to say we were talking about it earlier. It's like George Costanza when he sleeps with the, the uh, cleaning <laughs> the person cleaning yeah. on his desk. Was that bad? Yeah. Was that like, it's an ultimate. And you're right. Like, it, like according to you is the whole thing, which we see that in so much of the work that I do as a act, you know, activist ally of, of observing what people say when they negate your actual experience because they aren't seeing it through their lens. Right. Right. And like, this is okay. In his mind, what he was mm -hmm. doing was predominantly okay. And just misinterpreted. Like I might be a little kissy feely. I might use terms of endearment. I'm like, but, and then if you should, if you have a problem with that, that's your problem, he says. And I don't mm -hmm. understand why. So, you know, what really came to mind, like, you know, we use the term systemic racism and there's systemic sexism too. Like, dude, you are literally the system in systemic racism, systemic sexism here. You are literally defining yourself as the system. You don't even know that that's a problem. You have no idea that what you're saying is a problem. You think it's a valid thing to say. I might kiss yeah. you on the forehead and call you sweetie if you if you work for me. That's and okay. guess what? Before That's we good. saw this whole report, which I really I I pay a lot. Anything Letitia James is saying, I'm like, what's what's going on <laughs> what's over going there? Over there? Yeah, got, got, I it's almost like, like a, have a Google search for her. I'm like, what cool shit <laughs> she gonna bust out today because she's so thorough and and I love Preet Barara was I believe also the in that same position before you know how I love him. Yeah. So he does a lot of, of commentary, uh, commentary as well. So, but I, I trust when it's coming out that it's been thoroughly examined. So before that, when I did hear some of the comments about that, it, 
in my head, I thought, yeah, that, that could be where there is a little bit of like, um, just, you know, affection. I've, I've worked with people that I'm like that with, but it's very, and to lack of a better phrase, sorry, consensual right. of, but, but I think even now you would think, oh my God, that was in his friggin' state. Yeah, I no. mean, the whole thing with Weinstein, my God, that started because I mean, the police covered Weinstein up Yeah. that first time. Yeah. Little FYI, and they don't want to be caught in anything like that. I think that's why Letitia James was so, so um, detailed about this. You know what, thorough. though? In all honesty, like, okay, I do understand. And look, I could, I could understand and sort of admire trying to create an environment where it's all, it's like, oh, we're all family here. We, and you hear that all the time, which is kind of a, mm-hmm. a cliche. I don't know how much it's true anyway. But, yeah. But you yeah. could be a super effective leader and have your people's backs and know they're in a safe place without asking if they've ever slept with a man outside their marriage. Like, what has one got to do with another? That that particular one, and I know that that got us both, you as being a dad, not that you need to be anything but a human being right. in order for that to bug you, right. but then it adds a little bit of extra sauce resonance to it of, ooh, you know, that this just that uncomfortable. And unfortunately, this particular gal, he has gone after by name in in social media and in his statements. I mean, and I don't know who the fuck told him to get out there and keep talking after this whole report came out, but he's going all Matt Gates on that. Yeah, it doesn't. Right. At some point, man, just, just, I'm seeing a lot of this. I'm making hand signals Mm -hmm. on a podcast, which is bad. Like I never did a podcast before. This is my first time. But um, (laughs) yeah, like I've seen a lot of lip flapping and really we should be seeing a lot of lip zipping right now. Just Mm -hmm. be quiet right now. Like, yeah. And so I guess his top A, this DeRosa, Melissa DeRosa, she resigned today because- She did? Yes. yes. And I thought like, as soon as I saw the headline, I'm like, oh, did this woman have to fall on her sword for him? Well, not really. Evidently, she was involved with trying to hush some of this and it came out. So- Yeah. Oh, oh I, I think so. Yeah. I, and, and it's interesting that the story came out- and one of the reporters in this, this is both from the New York Times, but one of the reporters that broke the story is Jody Cantor. Okay. Uh, Cantor with a K. And so she and her partner, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget it. I'll, I'll, they both won uh, Pulitzer Prizes my, for Gold. their coverage of Weinstein. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, so Jody Cantor was one of the uh, the correspondents that, that covered that. And don't get me wrong, I do love some uh, uh, Dylan Farrow, but I, I wish there would have been more press on on these two women as well. There is, but it's more known of being broken by Dylan Farrell, who is brilliant as well. Yeah. Anywho, I digress. In that story as well, oh my God, I feel like I sound like Brenda Vaccaro, by the way. How <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> Brenda Vaccaro? Where did you pull that reference out from? This is, why, this is why but we I are just... friends right there. That's all you need to know. We're How out, old people. are you two? <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> Brenda Vaccaro. So good. Let me guess. You must have been 15 in 1980. <laughs> why, yes, I was. As a matter of fact. <laughs> so, yes. So, she is uh, dastardly in this as well. Uh, with... Um, with Cuomo's administration, but then along with it is this uh, Roberta Kaplan. Yeah. So Roberta Kaplan was, is she's a nationally known prominent lawyer. Apparently she was involved in uh, way back when of uh, ruling that marriage does not just have to be with a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. She was involved in that as well. She's quite pedigreed. So she ended up getting on the board of 
this all comes around, Drew. I feel conspiracy. I feel grassy knoll about this Ooh, okay. um, of uh, of Times Up, Times Out, which yeah. is the organization. Times Up, you know. Uh, it, yeah, Times Up was the offshoot of uh, Me Too. Yep. Also, another uh, organization that got co-opted by white women, but we're gonna leave that alone. The dog's even grunting on that one. Sorry <laughs> Gidget, about that. that may like even that. get picked up on that. <laughs> so yeah, so Kaplan was apparently involved in reviewing a letter that was going to discredit yeah. some of these women. It feels really oh, you would, and again, you know, it's, it's so. I mean, there's so many questions here, the questions and and issues. This just the systemic nature of this, where this is a dude that clearly rises to the highest office in this particular state that I live in. And, uh, you know, people are throwing his name out there for the next presidential mm -hmm. election. He was America's governor, you know, during the height of the pandemic last year. I get that. And whether he was doing the right thing or not, well, that's been called into question now, too, because they also had a, a thing come out last week where, oh, we're not reporting numbers publicly. The CDC knows our death numbers, but... Evidently, the the governor's office was suppressing some of the death figures in New York State in the Shit. press. Yeah, Dude, really? yeah. Now because we well, had that her, to make it we look had that better. whole nursing home gate. Yes, there was the nursing home thing where, like, they were again they had some numbers wrong, and instead of just saying, "Guys, we made a mistake. We were reporting wrong. Here's the correction." They were afraid of political that the Trump organ the Trump administration would use as political football, and then they covered it up. They covered up the mistake. And then one of his top aides, mm -hmm. and I have somebody in my circle who is actually reasonably well-connected. I'm not going to name names. I'll tell you when we hang up. Fancy. When we, when we yeah, get up. okay. And, you know, like mm -hmm. this this person who accidentally leaked it on a press call, like, mm, really accidentally leaked it on a press call that the governor oh. covered up some stuff? You've been doing this for 25 years. You're a very smart person. You accidentally said that to a group of reporters, not knowing that it would be a problem. So, the guy that they just hired back on CNN who accidentally forgot his camera was on when he decided he wanted to, to jerk off to everybody on the Zoom call. Oh, God. <laughs> TFG. It's, I'm just going to go that fucking guy. Who is it? I don't remember, and, but and, that was a big story. And, and, oh, yeah. I'm going to look it up. But the interesting thing is, like, everybody we're talking about. So for, for you folks out there that like to think that um, liberals or lefts or whatever you would consider us, I'm more of a, a middle center kind of gal. Yeah. Um, that we're just going to go off only on things that, that this is not party line shit no. here. No, it's a human people thing. People misbehaving. Yeah. And you know, most of the people involved here, I mean, at least in the administration, the governor's a Democrat. So oh, this, yeah. this is uh, not yeah, a left right thing at all. It's not about. a lib conservative thing. This is like just a mm -hmm. human being thing. And what blows yes. me away is, you know, forget, we could talk about, you know, the stuff that it just literally woven into the system that this to me really highlighted. As a, as a white middle-class business owning dude, like I am like the literal definition of the oppressor. I will accept that. I understand. I'm trying here, but like this really highlights for me and start really in heavy relief. This is this, this is the shit that is woven into the fabric of the system for sure. And then yes. if we even go beyond that to just basic stupidity, how are you not smart enough to not have these conversations to know this is going to bite you? And if you're Ms. Kaplan, from time out, time's up. How do you not know? Maybe I can't, I cannot be associated with the accused in this situation. I can't work for them because I do this. Yeah. I just and can't. It's, it's, There's a lot of great attorneys out there that can help you out. I'm not one of them. But it reeks of like, we do whatever the hell we want. I'm just do whatever us. I want. 
it, yeah. it definitely did. There's the top of the food chain white mouth thing, which by the way, you really could be like a stock photo and that's okay. Totally good. I, I understand I'm mad, that. I'm I mad really at do. you. Stay, <laughs> stay mad, ho. Right? <laughs> I understand. I don't mean it, but I get it. Favorite new phrases. Uh, by the way, Jeffrey Tubin was the name of that delightful that's little right. fella who was very famous for, uh, for, you know, writing books. He's been a contributor. CNN hired him back, but I mean, that's the, that's another example of how did you think that was going to, what, what, what alacrity, what ease did you have right. to think that there's not going to be that much of a blowback or maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe that relationship isn't, uh, and we've all had, maybe if we, we could tell some stories of, of moments where we had to speak up in the face of that, of saying, Hey, you guys, and, and for her to read this letter and go, yeah, I think it's okay. Like what the Right. How do you not say like, I can't, no, I can't do this. Like, let me get out my uh, old law school directory. I can direct mm -hmm. you to some of my old cronies. They can maybe help you out. I can't. This is not what I do. I'm on this side of that argument. Mm -hmm. But no, nah, I'll, I'll be on that side too, because you're my bud. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, just and that that could be her also being an, an, an older woman in this legal field talk about being like just one of the guys where you sort of put up with bullshit because you know that that somebody's going to can take your place so easily i think the thing that would be interesting and maybe some of your cronies in the in the industry would know too of that there had to be talk of this there's no way that this just became new there's always there's always that one person it, it happens in colleges yeah. boardrooms companies everywhere of like hey you may, you need to steer clear of this guy or you should do this. And when you told me the story about the, the state trooper, oof, oh. dude, that, that, that hurt my heart. That is just egregious. I mean, and again, that, that is when you look at that, like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this because that's what I want. I meet that story blew me away too. So he meets this, this New York state trooper at this event and then decides I like her, put her on my personal security detail and there's literally documentation in the AG's report that says, like, there's there was joking emails or correspondence with this woman saying, I hope you know that we had to change the whole system just for you because she's only been on the job for two years and requirement was three. So the, government's, the governor says, oh, she's purdy, put her on my detail. And they did. They waived the requirement, put her on. And then she was subject to all kinds of remarks from him. Like, come on, I don't understand that. Like, the temerity there. Like, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm the governor. Like everybody loves me right now. Now I don't know when that was. I, I you know, I have to. I'm not sure what the timeline is there. Doesn't care. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter though. Like, yeah. really? Like, yeah. I like her. Put her on my detail. I literally met her for 15 minutes at a, an event at the Tappan Zee Bridge, and now I want her working for me because she's cute. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? And here's the thing, too. From the other side of it, we can be like the the uh, the flip flip of the coin. Is that it, in that side of we we've, we've all been offered. Is, at some point, something like that, where, you know, it's based on yes. some kind of chemistry, some kind of look, but as, as a woman who's gotten through a lot of fires, I'm like, ah, I can handle that guy. I can handle that guy, but what you can't handle. And this is what broke my heart about so many of these scandals, including like even Louis CK and the comedy industry, how many comedians were ruined, how many people got out of the industry, the tech industry, the gaming industry, they just had a real big blow up about one of the the major uh, the major gamer company of the the sexism and the oppression of not being able to make a fucking living 
It's not even about, I mean, it's, it's, you get your feelings hurt, you're terrified, and then you, you can't support your family. Right. That breaks my heart. Right. Yeah. Don't say anything. Shh, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's blowback. How can that be? Ooh, it's uh, the blowback. It's, yeah. re- it's really, really, really difficult. It's really difficult to read that stuff. But this one for me, just to bring it back, like it really pointed out like, oh, okay, now I get it. It's not just bad people doing bad things. I get that. It certainly is. But this is a, a guy who did some bad stuff that truly does not seem to, as smart as he is, and I don't think we could take that away from him, he's clearly an intelligent human, as smart as he is, does not understand that that is a problem. That is not okay. Those are not valid defenses. Yeah, yeah. We can, and, and there are so many different things to touch on with that, but absolutely that, that's a core thing as well. When you look at that person, that situation, this, the uh, how, what, what lives around it to let it live. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What the complicity, yeah. all of that. I'm like, eh, I mean, you think even about, I don't know if you watched, um, I'm going to go all over the place with all these different Bring it. garbage, our garbage do. individuals, as I like to say, yeah. uh, the name of the, the, uh, gaming company is Activision Blizzard, by the way. And if you dive into that, it's really bad too. There's a lot of stories. Like one story comes out and it's just a flood of information because it's so terrifying to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. To speak up about that. And then mm-hmm. in that story, which you turned me on to, and I was reading a little bit about that, though, that well, won't, at least one woman just left. She was like, oh, I'm just going to leave that. I'm mm-hmm. out of this. I mean, that's, well, that's a and shame. one woman uh, actually committed suicide. Ugh. Yeah. Because yeah. it was somebody there. And, and sorry, that was just a very triggery thing even to uh, say. And now uh, I forgot my whole point. But uh, it, it's unfortunate because she was bullied with photos. And, and you do think that you can just be like, ah, you know, I got I this. I was going to, uh, Woody, um, Woody Allen. I mean, yeah. I lived in New York at the time too. So I was in my, um, like 26, 27 yeah. when that whole thing yeah, broke right. and, and the narrative that was spawned, I bought that shit too, like disgruntled. I mean, we were all creeped out. You couldn't get over the, you could not get over the Sunni. Right. But right. piece that that nobody could talk you out of feeling okay with that except for money. <laughs> yeah. But but that was a that was an interesting spin as well. People knew, but it but is, they just didn't want to say anything. That's exactly right. And you would think, especially after what's gone on in the last five or so years, you would think mm. that more people would be aware and like, okay, these are clearly problems, but new. Uh, you know, no. without revealing too much, because you know we we had a bit of a conversation the day we were on the phone too. I'm like, I've seen it even personally in my own life now with somebody that I care about that got a job in a position that, you know, no, like, no, no, I'm not, I don't Now That wasn't going to be a career for her anyway. Mm-hmm. How, however, it was like, yeah, that's not for somebody at her age to be able to say, yeah, that's not a good place for a young woman to be working because there's, right. there's, there's no respect. Say- there's no nothing there. It's not good. It's not a good thing. And to be told, have her be told like, well, this is just what this industry is about still. Home. Still, still, exactly. Right, because still. Qualifier, you still. Yeah, you can spend time on that other side going, no. Yeah. Can't be that. And I, and I have to say to, to give advice to people, anytime anyone is sharing their lived experience, the, the couple things you don't want to do is is one, say, oh my God, you know, even online, oh, this is not our America. I can't believe this is happening. Well, it's happening and it happened to this person. Right. So for them to have to substantiate it to you because you never happened to you or right. you knew someone who was in the same position, but it didn't happen to them. That's not how this works. 
And I, I got to be honest with you, in this situation that I'm, you know, I'm being cryptic. I understand, but that's I'm just that's as much as I'm going to share to protect and, the innocent, right? To protect exactly. I'm, that's you know, I don't need to talk about who it specifically is, but it's somebody very close to me. And in the end, I, I think the experience there was like, look, in that particular business that she, I'm not even going to talk about the industry she was in, but it, it's it is a locker room type environment mm -hmm. in those places mm -hmm. and it is this hyper aggressive hyper masculine and as long as we're making our sales numbers i'm kind of okay with that says management says management and this is a family-owned business this is not a fortune 500 faceless publicly traded company it's a family-owned business rooted right wow. here in the community hey that boys will be boys but they do sell mm. a lot of stuff so we're just gonna have to like look the other way even when the women are complaining about what's going on there oh okay as long as you, as long as you're making your money, I guess is that that's what it is, and that is what's going on. Is, as long is, as you're making your money and you're and you maintaining your power and your influence and your control, then it's all good. As long as you're getting yours, I guess. It's a problem. Makes me angry. What's the what's the always be selling uh, coffees for closers? What movie is that? Yeah, literally. Yeah, that was Glengarry Gary Ross. Glengarry. It literally was like the Alec Baldwin speech, and those. Yeah. Those people in that particular business are living that stereotype. That's not a stereotype to us. It's a parody to them. That is what they aspire to. And okay. Oh no, no, and they they use things like Wolf of Wall Street and right. Gary Glenn Ross to 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 say like those the are, good old days. Those you know, are motivators. They don't want to say it, but yeah. I hate like, to, you know what? This isn't even like middle aged white dudes doing it. I know very young men who are idolizing that sort of behavior as well. That's that's hustling. That's making it happen, man. That's bending the universe to your will. Got to get mm -hmm. get out there and do what it, what needs to be done. I'm like, oh boy, we got a major problem here. We got a serious problem here. We are willing to sell our souls for for a dime all the time collectively. We the royal we. Yeah, I I think the tough thing too is we have thought because of the shakeup. I mean, there the the last four years have come around this same time that the Me Too movement was a huge thing for me. That when all the Weinstein stories broke. I don't know what it was specifically about it that that just really broke me open of hearing all that. And so you realize you knew it, but you didn't know it that much. Yeah. And then you saw all the dialogue about they should have said it faster. They should have said it slower. They should have said it earlier. They should have not said anything or said all the things or done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I saw a meme yet the other day that was like, even if you in the days when you had long dresses and all these, it's not the dress. Right. It has nothing it's to not, do with yeah. that. It has nothing to do with that. Really? I mean, yeah, you can wear a cute outfit at night and be like, "Woo, honey, this is, means I'm ready to go because I'm at home and I've given you the clear signal. That's the only time when I've given the clear high sign. Yeah. An you know outfit. what, though? And this is a, a funny. So to me, I always look at it as there's a professional environment and there's a personal environment. And there's six. And even then, I can change my mind just a little. Yeah, that's true. And I, let me tell you something. There's seven billion people on the planet. Surely you can find somebody to be involved with that is not connected to you professionally. Surely you can. There's a lot of people. I don't care what they say that that's where you spend all your time. Yeah, and I get the sorry. Keep, let's not keep touchstone. That. No, let's keep touchstoning with that because it's yeah, it's, um, it's it's definitely. Yeah, like you can find somebody else and just that that you that you had to be told that talking to a woman and here's the story behind that too. She's an assault victim. Yeah. So he was couching it under the how are you feeling about it now? And then talking about and and you know, as a woman, you know, especially with women having this spidey sense, like you know exactly where that's going. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I think in the end, and you know, to bring it back to the whole like, well, that's where you spend all your time. So what do you think you're gonna do? And I've heard that argument. 
I've actually heard that argument from women too. Well, this is where What's I spend, about, you know, well, this is where you spend most of your time. So why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you date in the workplace? Why wouldn't you welcome relationships in the workplace? Yeah, like, but that's dating. Well, I, I guess it's a different animal in a way, but that's a whole different, that's a different topic. Like, okay, uh, we work together. I like you, you like me, we form a relationship. Okay, well, that's sure. what humans do. That's okay. But, you know, pursuing somebody who is not also pursuing you. Yeah, that we're is talking not what dating consensual right, as exactly. opposed to predatory behavior. That's exactly right. Treat, treating your, your colleagues, your employees, your whatever, or, you know, as toys or trophies yeah. or whatever. I don't understand. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's back to madmen. And again, I think we just thought there was so much more uh, progress made because we did, I think it was 17 was Weinstein. Yeah. 2018 was Kavanaugh. And that one, I got to tell you, the Kavanaugh thing hit me in the D's nuts because he's my fucking age. This nasty creature, right? D's yeah. nuts, I said that. <laughs> but what was, here's an interesting uh, take on this. So somehow a bunch of the girls from my high school started having these conversations. And so we started a, a Facebook page and it was a like wellspring catharsis of, and it was interesting, the shit that we were sharing in that of this, the shaming, uh, the shaming that we did to each other, the shaming that uh, that the, the, the lies that were told, it was unbelievable. And I think because that age was the Kavanaugh's age was the age that we were all at in, in high school. I mean, come on. It was like, Oh God, some of those movies were just oh. rife for, oh. I mean, you know, I love me some John Hughes, but the, but 90% of his yeah. shit's completely inappropriate. Now, Porky's that was the, that was the like animal house. He was the precursor to my high school. Yeah. That was, that was the, what we got is the example of it. And so it hit a lot of us uh, really hard. There was, there was a, there's a lot of good sharing on that. Even, even for, you know, what was the interesting one Drew? This is interesting. The women who had large breasts, and the stories that they told about that, just the instant sexualization that they had nothing to do with, dude, that, that right. hit me too. As a small breasted woman, cause I was always like, man, bitch, I'm so jealous. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. That was me too. Yeah, not yeah. realizing the, the weight physically. And, um, you know, you can't even walk into a room without feeling that. Right. That, that gaze. And you have nothing, literally nothing to do with that. Thing. You did not choose that. Like, not getting a boob just, job at 12, folks. Right. That's just the way it goes. Um, but so much yeah. of that is still alive and well, I think, in the end. And it was absolutely promoted back then. I mean, we're a little bit, you know, in pop culture and, and in our in our day, you know. Yeah. And can I can I add to that as well? Just to I have to be I've had to check myself to not go over onto the to that, well, I never did that. And I got accused of that, but guess what? And I, I talked with a friend from high school when I went home uh, and actually was talking with my mom about this of, of all people, Marsha Morrow, uh, <laughs> that uh, all M's in this family, that, that uh, what if we did, what if we did all of those things that were said and done? So what shaming, shaming of sexuality, shaming of also saying, I want to try this experience out. Like it's yeah. that, that the shaming thing is, is huge. And it's used as a point of um, defense. Well, I never did that. Well, they didn't do that. Well, it doesn't matter. Right. You, who cares? You know, you had Leslie, didn't you have Leslie Gustafson on your podcast? Mm -hmm. That was good too. She talks about that stuff all the time. Like, Hey, when did we get taught that we're not supposed to be into any of this? 
and when you are, I think when you are in that environment, I'm guessing as a woman, it's not my experience, but if you've been told that you are supposed to withhold and play hard to get and not be interested in sex and that's not keep that under wraps and mm -hmm. then it is easy to weaponize it against you. Why wouldn't it be then? It is because if that, if you're already a lower person on the totem pole yeah. already and still not the lowest because you're still a white woman up here yeah. in the conversations that, that we're talking about, um, you, you're looking for any foothold to possibly, um, put somebody else aside in order to excel. Right. And that's not excelling. That's just crawling. That's right. just grappling to get to the top. Yeah. It's gross. I'm with you. T <laughs> like smart, my, here's, here's my system. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the highlight from this episode. It's gross. <laughs> says Mia. S-E-Z. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. With an A-H at the end. <laughs> says Mia. All right. Yeah. Those those are tough. Another person that I've been engaging with on Twitter is Drew Dixon. I'm not sure if you know she who she is. Don't know. She did an amazing, and was involved in an amazing documentary. And it was all about blowing the whistle on Russell Simmons. And let me tell you something. So it's, it's, uh, Drew Dixon, who is, who's a producer, man, she tells some stories about the shit she went through of the brands that she tried to push through. And she got, she got, I think it was Def Jam. Yeah. yeah that but was she Russell also Simmons. was in, in, in a, you know, quandary because as a, a black woman, not wanting to out a black man in the industry, there were so many elements to that, but the documentary featured Drew Dixon and Sidney Lumet's daughter, yeah. who was also, these women were raped by Russell Simmons. Yeah. I cannot, and I, and I apologize for not giving you a trigger warning on that, but that the discussion that they had about that and taking him down was merciless. And, and they still, you know, obviously still, people are still trying to at them about it. She yeah. responded to a tweet the other day and I about passed out because I just drew Dixon did. I about passed out. <laughs> I did. Yes, that's how I roll with that people good? that I that I admire the work that they're doing. You know. Yeah, tough. Uh, but you know, it, it was, but it was everywhere. It's so interesting because I had, um, as a kid, a kid, as a teenager, I was always musical, right? So I played a bunch of different instruments. Mm -hmm. And what's well, giving it away, folks? If you can see the eighteen guitars behind you right now, <laughs> there's only three at the moment. Okay. Fine. I can't, I cannot deny that maybe there were 18. No, there's never been 18. Um, <laughs> but it, so, you know, I played a bunch of instruments and I was in the band and all that stuff. But even in those so-called, you know, wholesome youth activities, we had, uh, there's a, a, a large organization called Drum Corps International that has amazing, talented young people in it that tour the country all year round. And, you know, they're, they all wind up being music majors and performance majors and dance majors. And they're incredibly talented young people. And this activity has been around for decades. Come to find out that one of the, the most highly regarded programs in that activity from New Jersey, I won't name mm -hmm. the names, but people know if they're in the activity, but the, the director who is like in the, the drum corps hall of fame, you know, it's all about the kids and learning and learning and the experience and camaraderie mm -hmm. and working as a team. Yeah, not, a, not an okay dude. For years, years. Damn. He, but now he's 35 years old, hanging around with a bunch of 16 to 21 year old girls. In, you know, wow. in the activity, because that's he is in the activity and turns out bad stuff was going on for years. Oh, does not break your heart. So there was no safe. You would think like, oh, well, what can go on there? It's very wholesome, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very it's a family oriented thing. It's about music and performance. Yeah, no. Put a 31 year old guy in charge of a bunch of 16 to 21 year old girls. And I guess shit can happen. Who, who knew can what can go wrong? Right. <laughs> 
was, I was not, setting you up. You're not okay. What can go wrong with right. this? What, what do you go think wrong? it's <laughs> totally? Oh my God. When we laugh, people just know that that's actually just right. us trying to release the energy from it because the ridiculous of it, the ridiculousness of it. Plus I, I will say that that's the, anything, the church, uh, Larry Nasser or gymnastics, right, right. um, you know, the, these people there, there's just been so many set up places of what is considered safety. And that's the normalization that yes. the people are allowed to groom, which I think, right. I think we have to be, and you know what, I'm gonna blow it way past the topic into just humanity and society in general, general, we Do see we- it time and time again. And it's so disheartening. It really is disheartening when you look at the human race or at least in the West, where we are, you know, mm-hmm. time and time again, when you set up institutions and people in positions that you think are automatically worthy of trust, they will do the right thing. They will act in the public best interest. They will take care of people again and again and again. When we do that with no oversight and no checks and balances, we are disappointed again and sexually, economically, societally, mm-hmm. again and again and again. I will take the money and run. I will, I will enrich myself. I will indulge my baser instincts. That's just what humans do, it appears. We, as long as they can get away with it, yes. but the system also really, really couches, like, or just bows to that. It, it's, yeah. unfortunately, I, it's I, also I, set up for that to not be specifically uh, on the whole with, with white males. And what does that, yeah, and what does that tell us? It tells us that we should never, never do that. We should always have another set of eyes on everything. Mm-hmm. And every and everything. institution, business, religion, social, ec- education, or whatever, you cannot set up positions in people mm-hmm. that are beyond reproach automatically because we just get we get disappointed again and again and again and again. Sad we do, true. and and I can I can lead us because <clears throat> I got so excited. Lead us to the wrap up on this of wrap of up. something that I, I I did earlier today, which was ranting about, and and we've touched on this in some episodes before about really vetting the people that that you are putting your name behind it keeps coming up over and over again and today was a specific example of a group and i'm just gonna say it because i don't care come at me um <laughs> it's a group called so you want to talk about it's a, a, a account on instagram and there's a book called so you want to talk about race and that is written by a black woman and Ijioma. Hello, I hope I said that right. Okay. Uh, but everybody thought that so you want to talk about was related to that because she never disabused them of that. But I really kind of made an exhortation to my fellow melanin uh, challenge women like myself and people yeah. of do your homework. Who are you following? Who are you sharing? Because that woman literally funneled a lot of attention into her group rather than the BIPOC educators and people that are doing the work. Interestingly, and, by the way, mm-hmm. that Instagram profile now has an asterisk in its profile. Not affiliated, so you so you want to talk about race or its author. I guess oh, yeah. she got shamed. Yeah, I, be- that, uh, I believe that is fairly new. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also know that the author reached out to her last year and said, everybody's reaching out to me and wants to know if I'm involved with this. Who are you? She said she started it as a, as a pro-Bernie campaign that it's not anti-racist. But when you see it and then you see that name now, let me also blow this one out of the water too. She got a book deal because of this group and the book is called, So You Want to Talk About What? Or something like that. So yes, you have literally profited off of sharing information that somebody else's lived experience. So 
it's these kind of things of let, do your homework. It, it just keeps coming up over and over and over again for us. So I believe that if we have our own oversight and insight, inside job, yeah, we can normalize it a little bit. But then you also have to get involved locally in your government and not complain if shit's for shit. Yeah, and you know what? It just it's much harder. I mean, this goes way beyond the topic, but it's part of it. It goes way beyond, way beyond. And, you know, you hear people out there banging that drum, especially the last year and a half, question everything. And question everything was big in the Abby Hoffman days. And you know what? It's not a bad philosophy. It really isn't. But it ain't easy to question everything. It doesn't mean question everything and just be contrarian for the sake of your own ego. It means mm -hmm. you really got to pay attention. And that might mean that I can only follow 10 people that I really know instead of mindlessly doom scrolling across a thousand accounts that I don't know at all and just sort of like give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't know, they got thumbs. That's the only qualification. So I get <laughs> the blue check mark. The <laughs> other thing I'll add a little asterisk to question everything. That does not mean to call the police on everybody. No, well, yeah, like nuance is not a strong <laughs> suit for humans either. Right. <laughs> No, it does not mean to call the police on everybody. You had to be told that's wrong. <laughs> right. In closing, this show's called, you had to be told that was wrong? <laughs> Man, I'm out. Oh, all right. It's always fun. I, I would thank you for inviting <laughs> me on and regularly to do this ridiculousness that we do. They're important things, though. They are. God, I, I, they they are, but we are able to process, process it together, which is fun, too, from our our slightly obviously different perspectives of gender yeah. and um and just perspective so i appreciate you too all right thanks, thanks for having me well i hope you found that entertaining because goddamn, i think we're funny if you'd like to know more about drew go to theanxioustruth.com and check him out he has a new book out too so if you like this episode, please do all the things like share with your friends, subscribe, and leave me a review, especially if it's a good one, because I said so. If you really like the podcast and you want to show it, head on over to shitwedonttalkaboutpodcast.com, click on the patrons button, and become a full-time supporter of the podcast. And if you want your very own podcast but don't know where to start, go to helix-interactive.com and get yourself some. P.S. Drew is a producer for this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye-bye.